Hello, and thank you for joining us for another Future of IT podcast. Today, I am joined by Cameron Craig, a manager in KPMG CIO advisory practice, and Jung Oh, principal in KPMG CIO advisory practice. My name is Steve Bates, and I'm your host for the Future of IT series. Today, we're going to be discussing the flexible IT workforce, and this is about how talent and skills and leadership, and most importantly, culture, is forging the future of IT. But before we get into it, let's set a little background so that we're all on the same page around what the future of IT is. We all have to admit that looking into the future is alluring, but it takes more than just a good guess and a crystal ball. We need to do extensive research, work with analysts, and, of course, talk extensively with our executives in thoughtful conversations that lead to the future of IT insights. This team today has assembled more than a year of work in finding out how the flexible IT workforce hang together. Now, more than ever, tech leaders have got an opportunity to really increase their influence and the value that they're providing in their organization. IT's not being asked to just keep the lights on any longer. They're being asked to run at market speed, act like a product company, like a Google or an Amazon. And that is going to take entirely new skills, operating models, and an ecosystem of talent across the enterprise. So let's get started with our conversation with both Cameron and Joe. Gentlemen, I think that technology and business strategies are rapidly just becoming one. They're simply strategy, and it's driven by technology. I want to understand from your perspective what is changing as a result of this convergence of technology? Jung, maybe you can start us off. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Really, over time, from an IT perspective, we're finding that the pendulum is swinging very far now towards where, in the past, there was a heavy focus on trying to get to a massive centralized IT organization that had control over everything, to where now it's a lot more decentralized, federated, and that's really becoming the norm. In the KPMG CIO survey of 2018, one of the key aspects that came out was that 66% of organizations said that they see business IT, or also known as shadow IT, as being the new norm. That's a big number. Two-thirds of organizations believe that that's happening. And again, I think it's actually a good thing. We're really we're trying to put the key elements of business and technology together in the hands of the business drivers, while IT still has a very critical role in serving this new model, but really having this federated model, decentralized model, I think is really the new norm. So again, 66% of organizations say that this is happening to them at this point. Cameron, why do you think that the convergence is so important? We hear a lot of about market speed in terms like agility and elasticity. Is business strategy and technology strategy merging together, is it really driving those type of behaviors into an IT organization, or is it simply the business wanting control over its technology? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. As you think about digital business technologies being in pretty much every industry in most companies, it's core to their business. So if IT can come to the table and engage the business to own those technologies, then great. But if they're not able to do that, it's really going to be their role to facilitate and go from an, really a doer to an enabler of technology, still being that backbone of the organization, but being able to come to the forefront 
with innovative services and, and solutions that are more platform and product-based that their business partners can then go and apply themselves out in the marketplace. Yeah, I agree with that. And I see there's so much emerging and new technology every day. It's dizzying how fast anywhere in the world a new piece of automation, cloud computing, or AI or ML hits the landscape, and it can fundamentally change a business model. And so much of this is being used to automate IT operations. We're getting great efficiencies out of that. Cameron, what do you think is going to happen, though, with the IT resources that work is being automated? Where should they be spending their time focusing? IT will always continue to be the backbone and core to IT operations, and tools out there will continue to make them more efficient in doing so. But if you think about where they're going to actually spend that new time and use that additional capacity, it's going to be focused on R&D and identifying opportunities to do that automation and implement component-based solutions that their business partners can look to implement. And if you think about all the time that these IT organizations have invested in their ERP, they need to think about other key platforms and products that are more strategic that they can build and have their business partners leverage across the organization. So they'll play a big role in being that connective tissue across their different business functions to make sure that all of those technologies are being used and the newest and best out there in the marketplace. Of course, they're going to be the ones responsible for the governance and architecture and security behind that. So they won't get an easy pass on some of those more traditional IT-focused processes and responsibilities, but they'll have to change their mindset and really focus on bringing the newest and best technologies to the forefront. If you look at most IT organizations today, Steve, I think 65 70% of their time allocated towards more operational activities. We think in the future it's going to be less than 20% of that time, and a lot of that's going to, because of all the, you know, the automation that they've done, all the RPA activities that they've done, AI. And then also, there isn't a single client that I'm aware of that hasn't gone out and taken a look at some sort of a sourcing model as a service. Again, as you start to take more and more of the application footprint, the traditional things that were run by the IT organizations and make that more of a SaaS offering or an IAAS offering, we're finding that the operational aspects of time will dramatically decrease. So some of the things that Cameron talked about, I mean, those are the now the value-add work that we will see that IT organizations will have to do. So that is an entirely new operating model and a way to think about how work is done. You've automated enormous parts of the IT value chain. You talked to me, 60 to 80% of that, the existing work, and being redeployed towards new, higher-value-related activities. That's got to be a different set of skills. That's got to be a different engagement model than what we've seen in the past. And you're saying the IT function will still exist in a substantial way, but with a different mission. How do you get these roles and skills aligned? What needs to change to do what you just talked about? The key to this is all flexibility. So when you think about the current roles and skills that you have, as well as the future skills that you're going to look to source, it's about building in that flexibility into existing and future roles. So we think about some of the rising roles. We look at automation, obviously, as a key piece of that, and it may not be the hands-on automation that's being done throughout all of your business processes, but it's the architecture and the infrastructure around automation and, of course, cloud technologies that help enable that. And as we think about some of the more historical roles like enterprise architecture and portfolio management, not necessarily sitting behind the curtain and coming up with the processes and architectural layouts that seem to fall flat with your business partners. 
really engaging the business and potentially embedding and rotating yourselves into different business functions to be able to better understand their investment priorities, bring those key insights back to IT. And as we think about the outsourcing piece, sourcing these skills is going to continue to change. Outsourcing IT will continue to be a big element of technology delivery, but as we've seen in some of our research, over half of IT leaders are struggling to find the skills that they need. So if you've got unemployment at an all-time low, that's going to be really challenging. So IT leaders are going to need to look and engage in more flexible marketplaces to think about how to engage that contingent workforce. Things that we've seen some of our clients at the forefront of this is around partnering with incubators and universities to focus on sort of outsourcing that R&D component, typically the most expensive piece of the puzzle to get quicker access to technologies, bring those right into the front door of the organization. So, John, Cameron talked about all the different roles across the enterprise that are being impacted, but there was one notable role that he didn't mention, the role of the CIO. What do you think is going to happen to the executive position? I think the role of the CIO will change First and foremost, it's going to be really focused on the customer, and a lot of CIOs today will say, oh, that's what I do today already. I think what they're talking about is no longer are they going to be the person who can go out and deploy that multi-million dollar, multi-month ERP transformation. That's not the role that organizations are looking for for the CIO to be doing. They're talking about focusing the customer, both internal and external, and how do we make the internal customers efficient and effective, how do they make that work? For external customers, how do they interact with the company itself effectively and efficiently? So I think really focus on the customer. The second part is going to be that because of this decentralization and federation, a lot of their work will be more influence-driven versus control-driven. Again, looking at that CIO role, having that really focus on influence power versus control power. And then lastly, I think if you think about all the change that has to happen in the organization to be able to to get to this point, a lot of this is going to be people management skills around empathy, motivation, curiosity. All of those aspects have to be at a hyperscale for the CIO. So really, words that I'm using as far as what the chief information officer is going to be doing is not so much the technology anymore or as much as in the past. It's really going to be about customers, the influence, and then really looking at the people aspects as that transformation happens from an organization perspective. That's a great set of observations. I think our experience and research proves out that this type of transformation is cultural first. This is not a technology problem. And the ways of working and the relationships between people within both technology and the business has never been closer. And it's something that despite all the new technology, all the automation, all the integration, in the end, this problem is decidedly human. And the CIO has to not only be an advocate, but largely has to author and champion the new cultural norms of IT that you outlined. So I think that's really, really well said. So let's go broad again, move away from the individual roles, and let's look at the bigger picture around that culture we just talked about. What are, Jung, some of the significant things that an organization has to stop doing and start doing to make this transition successful? Steve, I think, again, I'm going to say some of the similar things on the CIO role, obviously, because that percolates all the way down to the organization. If you start thinking about this new world, it's less about 
implementing new technologies, but figuring out ways to enable the organization by leveraging those technologies. Again, it's going to be less about command and control for the organization. It's a lot more about relevance, decision-making, how do we get speed of implementation, but also enabling the business functions. Again, this close tie between IT and business, I think that's something that a lot of our high-performing organizations and companies and clients have strived for, but that's going to be even bigger here. So a lot of their focus today has been around oversight and standards and guidelines and policies. Some of that will still be important, and some of that from a protecting the enterprise is still important, but really a lot of that will change to how do we get influence, how do we help our businesses take that technology and use that and leverage that to meet their business demands. And just to add to that, John, those are all great points. And as we talked about the flexibility within the operating model and quickly scaling up and scaling down resources, IT is going to need to really consider you know, knowledge retention within their organization. They've always been one focused on the forefront of remote working, all the virtual technologies. But if you think about knowledge retention, it is going to be important to focus on which roles are going to be core to your long-term uh, organizational knowledge and retention versus which roles are going to be those flexible ones that aren't going to be as critical focusing on culture and knowledge that your organization needs to serve its business partners. So, Cameron, let's build on that a little bit around preparing the workforce for the shifts that you guys have talked about. There's a lot of new technologies. There's a lot of new behaviors. Cultural norms are going to be established. And you've emphasized that this is an integration between both business and technical acumen. So how do we reskill or orient talent that may not be highly technical in the past to this new model? Well, from what we've seen with a lot of our clients, everyone is looking to find that new technology and being able to incorporate that into their job, whether they're in finance and trying to automate a process or in back office IT. Really, the focus is going to be on providing the tools and the training programs to not just IT, but to the entire enterprise with those specific technologies that you know your organization needs. So IT is going to play a critical role in identifying those gaps in knowledge and being able to drive the technology and training into the business areas. Being able to be flexible with your training programs and looking for outside resources as well to bring in to skill up all of the organizational resources, not just IT. Steve, I think there's got to be a good balance between hiring of experienced hires into organizations as well as going into the universities and other programs of that type so that we're actually bringing in individuals who have certain specific skill sets that they've developed over with experience, as well as those who are actually being trained in the latest and greatest technologies. As you look at the collegiate programs, the master's programs, the PhD programs, they're really getting our workforce of the future trained in these new technologies. Those folks with 10, 15, 20 years of experience in the IT world obviously has great experience, and that's the balance I think all organizations are going to have to look at. So that is a very interesting point between attracting and retaining the talent that you have and winning the war for talent across the skill ecosystem is going to be very difficult. And because it's core to the business strategy now, I'm wondering what do you think the new measuring stick is for job performance across all levels. What do you think, Jung, that technology leaders are going to be held accountable for? The metrics for the organization, I think, will start to change from uptime, number of projects delivered on time. Those types of metrics will be metrics of the past. I think the things that organizations will be looking for are things that are going to be about value delivered. 
lot of our discussions more recently with companies and clients around OKRs as well. What are we delivering? What value are we delivering? What results are we driving? I think those are the key components that will move organizations going forward. I think objectives and key results are a big shift for a lot of how leaders are looking at their organization through a quarterly lens of activities that are directly tied to customer value. And that line around organizational performance versus IT performance, I think, is getting more and more blurry. Gentlemen, this has been a great conversation. Let's wrap it up, and I'd like for each of you to chime in on this. If nothing else, there's a lot of action that needs to be taken right away to deal with this workforce of the future. John, why don't you start us off? If there's a couple of things that you think are most important for an IT executive who may be listening to our podcast today, what would you say that they need to focus on? For me, there's two things, I think. One, think about the customer first and start to develop and build the more influence skills versus control. Secondly, explore what the current workforce of your organization looks like and then start to really explore three things, right? One, what are the specific skills that you can get in the marketplace with the experience aspect? Second, where are the collegiate doctorate programs that you can start building relationships with so that you can actually go and source the new skills that they're getting educated and trained on? And third, the gig economy. We have lots and lots of individuals out there with some very specific skill sets that you can go after. Look for those three avenues to start to build your workforce in the future. Great. Cameron, would you like to add anything to that? A couple of points that you think are most important for the IT executives to take away? I think as they take away from the conversation, I think that there's opportunities to really test these new ways of working. If you think about upcoming projects and investments that you have within IT, alternate through those different pilots and think about how you can test new ways of working and interacting with your business partners, whether it's certain technologies that you're bringing into projects or different skill sets or a mix of IT and business. Test it out and see what opportunities there are, better ways of working with your business. Think about IT specifically and the resources within IT. A big component of this is going to be motivation and keeping IT resources interested in doing the more traditional IT work. So if you think about innovation exercises and looking to expand the technology skill sets of your organization, you think about hackathons and all those things that get people more interested in technology, those are going to be things that you can bring to your organization to keep them motivated and entertained. Well, guys, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today to explain the flexible IT workforce of the future. It is core to getting to the future of IT and very relevant for not only our IT executives, but HR leaders across the organizations as well. Please join us again for our next installment of the Future of IT, KPMG's view on the forces that will be shaping the IT function of the future. Thanks for listening.